Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. Um, Welcome to the midweek episode and this is a, a special one for me. I'm going to be reflecting on the past year of uh, doing comedy. Uh, Tuesday, uh, yesterday, April 30th, was the one-year anniversary of me doing doing stand-up, the, the one-year anniversary of my first open mic. And looking back, it has been just a, a fucking wild ride. Um, my, my, my buddy Q who, uh, he and I used to do a podcast together back in the day, uh, the hangout with, with, uh, Skits and Q. And, um, that's, that's one of, um, you know, when I, when I did the, uh, the happy corner podcast, you know, I talked about, uh, you know, my friends and, and my handful of ride or die motherfuckers. And like Q is one of my ride or dies. Um, I, like that dude is one of the most uh influential uh people that I have in my life. We met uh he was uh the host of of a karaoke show that I I was a regular and uh we bonded over, you know, appreciations for pop culture and pro wrestling and all sorts of shit. And uh so that that's my dude and you know a year ago, uh, I was talking about, you know, I've done, I've done television. I've done, you know, a a little bit of stage. I've done pro wrestling. I've done music. I've done, you know, so many performance things, radio. Um, but something I had never done was stand up. and he dragged me out to an open mic. Um, well, actually he dragged me out to a couple first, dragged me out to comedy shrine. Um, and, uh, the first time we went there, uh, I didn't know you had to sign up online. Like that was, that was the introduction. I didn't know you had to sign up online. No one there knew who the fuck I was. Cause I was nobody. Um, and so it was like, Oh, sorry. List is full too late to sign up you can hang out if you want. And so we fucking hung out, watched the show, uh, saw what, saw what it was, what it was all about. And, um, and you know, I, I had been like super nervous about trying it and, um, you know, but after sitting through the, the first open mic, I was like, okay, I, I think I could do this. I think I could, get up there. Cause I, you know, there was enough of a, a, a variety of skill set and a variety of talent and a variety of, of people going up, um, you know, from, from people doing first time to people who were like years in and just practicing shit and whatever. Um, you know, so went to the first night at comedy shrine, couldn't get in, uh, April 30th last year, 2018, uh, went back, you know, signed up online, went back and, and did the thing. And, uh, Darius Hurley was the, the guest host that night. Um, real wild fucking British, fucking old school punker dude. Um, 
solid artist too. You can check out his work, uh, Darius Hurley art on the socials and stuff. Um, and you know, he introduced me on stage and I just went up and did the thing. And I don't do any of that material anymore. Like none of the shit I said that night I I've done since really. Um, but it hit, it hit pretty well. And, uh, I was hooked it, it instantly, you know, I got laughs that first night and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I've got to do this again. And then, uh, the following Monday, uh, my dude Q was like, Hey, I've got a friend who's guest hosting over at two brothers. Um, and I, I don't remember who was hosting at two brothers that night. Uh, cause I, I'm not as I, I see Darius all the time. Um, but I'm, I'm not off the top of my head remembering who was hosting at, at, at two brothers. Uh, I know like Drufke, uh, Matt Drufke, Papa Suburbs, uh, along with like Mike Wiley and a handful of, I, I think, uh, Dave Sitko and handful of other people running the, the, the two brothers, Mike, the, uh, 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 still not Friday, um, is the, the, producers of the open mic because they do a, a Thursday night show hence still not Friday uh that's that's their showcase but anyway went to the open mic and went up did the thing and had a good set again got some laughs and I was like oh my god I might I might be able to do that and it was different material I I I did that thing where you think you know every uh, every set has to be a brand new set. Every, every mic has to be a brand new thing. Um, and you know, I've, I've since learned that's not the case. An open mic is to work on the jokes and, you know, sharpen them up and trim the fat, see what hits, see what doesn't hit, what needs to be built on, et cetera, et cetera. So like doing the same bit, but, you know, working out the kinks is what an open mic is for. But I, I wasn't, there I was just here's all the shit that I've built up that I want to just fucking go out and word vomit and you know went out and and uh probably for the first few months you know bouncing back and forth between comedy shrine and and the monthly two brothers thing you know just every week going out and doing a a whole different a whole different set and doing whole different material and um it was going real well for for the start and then uh I hit a lull I hit a point where I started doing more personal stuff um started getting into uh sex and gender and sexuality and and you know my shit and um when I started getting into that, I was still, uh, going on stage in jeans and like a button down fucking Dickies work shirt or like a, a, a fucking, you know, black band t-shirt or whatever. Um, just trying to look as neutral as possible, you know, uh, cause that's what was prevalent in the room, you know, jeans, t-shirt. That was the, the, the aesthetic. Um, so here I'm in, here I am, you know, talking about, uh, my gender being 
you know, queer and femme and all that. And I look like just another bald bearded tattooed. I mean, the beard still has all the rainbow colors and everything going on, but like otherwise bald bearded tattooed average build low voice fucking dude is what I look like. And so the material wasn't, um, my appearance and the material, they were in incongruent, right? It was not working. And I was, uh, I was struggling. Actually, I, I think when I first started doing the material, it was, there was a, a ladies night, uh, during pride month or pride, like the Monday after pride weekend or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and I was like, Oh, ladies night pride. I can go talk about being fucking genderqueer. And it looked like just some dude talking about like trying to get an extra minute on his set. Cause it's ladies night or something like it, it didn't hit. And I, uh, went through a, a patch of like, Oh man, I'm just fucking bombing up here. Cause nothing's connecting, nothing's working. Um, and then, uh, it, it got a little better. I found some other material that started to, started to hit and started to work. And so I started doing some of that shit. And, um, then I started going to some other mics. Uh, I went to, uh, I went to Jokes at Joe's in Villa Park, and uh, there was a, a comic there who did this weird, like, misogynistic, sexist, borderline pedophilic rant about a trip to Target and how. Uh... What the fuck was that? I don't know what that sound is, but I should probably go check that out. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to come back. Um, cuz that sounds like some sort of siren or alarm or something. So yeah, hold that thought. I'll come back with the rest of the jokes of Joe's story. All right, we are back. Um I live in an apartment complex and they are testing the fire alarms and whatnot. So no worries. The building's not burning down and we can continue on with the podcast. Um, so yeah, so jokes at Joe's, uh, that's the, the mic that I was at and the comic did this weird, like rant, about how men don't like shopping and only women like shopping and Target is the worst and whatever, whatever. And me being my contrarian self, also uh, at that time wearing one of my comfiest sweaters that I got from the women's department uh, at Target, um, I decided to go up and just start talking about how much I love uh, women's fashion and sweaters and how comfortable I was and things like that. And, uh, you know, women's sweaters being more comfortable than men's sweaters, you know, men's sweaters being all itchy and scratchy and women's sweaters feeling like wearing a cloud and shit like that. And, um, it went over really well. Like the crowd really responded. And I think the fact that I was, 
coming at the material from a very genuine, very honest place uh, really opened something up for me. And, you know, once I started kind of embracing that and going further and further down the rabbit hole of like really changing up my fashion to more directly reflect who I am both as a person and who I want to be as a performer, uh, I think it really uh, kicked things into a, a different gear. Um, and I was being more authentic on stage and more honest and all of the material about, um, you know, my, my personal life started to click better. Um, and, uh, from that point on, things have really been on kind of an upswing. Uh, and, you know, I've, uh, something I was warned about by, by friends of mine, you know, when I was first getting into the comedy thing, um, was like, Hey, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna love being on stage and you're gonna hate the people. And, you know, so I, I went into comedy very leery of everybody. You know, I, I, uh, I sat in the back. I didn't talk to anybody, didn't try and make friends, nothing like that. I just kind of hung to myself and, um, you know, I, I, I was there just to go on stage and then be done. Uh, you know, and I'd watch other sets and I'd stick around for the shows and I'd see what everyone else was doing, but I wasn't really like palling around with anybody. Um, cause I was afraid if I started to get to know people, I wouldn't like anybody, you know, and, um, there's, you know, comics whose material, uh, especially, you know, um, sometimes in the, in the suburbs, but I've, I've since seen it in the city as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's a definite, like, more conservative in DuPage County, um, kind of area. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, not like the people. So I just won't know the people and that'll prevent me from, from, you know, having to not like anyone. Um, and then, you know, someone who was a friend of a friend approached me and we kicked off a friendship. So that kind of changed that up. And this person, you know, I thought was like super cool. I thought we were going to be like really good friends. And this person started like whittling away at my confidence and making me question, you know, as I started getting offers for, uh, you know, feature spots and stuff like that started to really make me question whether it was um, people trying to curry my favor or, uh, you know, like anything but being my actual skill set. And, you know, so the, the first friend that I made wound up not really being a friend. It was someone who was, who was kind of wrecking my my confidence and wrecking my vibe. And then other people, the, the people I'd been warned about in the scene, um, wound up being like the most supportive and the most, uh, enthusiastic about like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You're one of the, you know, uh, you're, you're a good addition to the scene and, and all of that. And so, um, you know, I started hitting up more mics and started getting offers for features and things like that. And I started to get to know people. And it turns out like 
the concerns I had about getting to know the people would mean that I don't like the people wound up being unfounded. Um, I've actually, a lot of the people I've met, I, I do get along with very well. Uh, I've hung out with, with a lot of them. Um, I've karaoke'd with some of them, you know, uh, there, there's been a couple who have come out to some of the wrestling shows and, um, you know, checked out the band and things like that. And so, you know, a lot of my concerns about not liking people in the scene uh, wound up not really being an issue. I actually, I like a lot of people in the scene. Um, so that's been, that's been great that, you know, since uh, some of my friends who had warned me, you know, because they, they knew people in the scene, you know, 10 years ago or, or more. Um, and it's, it's changed, I assume, since then. Um, you know, and, the, and there's still people who have views and stuff where I'm like, oh, fuck that person. But, you know, by and large, uh, you know, overcame the self-doubt that was being instilled in me uh, by this one individual who it, it, it turns out is just kind of a toxic personality in the scene. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the people I was warned about wound up being really cool and really supportive. And, uh, you know, so I've gotten, I've, I've bounced around, done a lot more open mics. You know, I mentioned the comedy shrine. I mentioned two brothers jokes at Joe's. Uh, I started going to see you next Tuesday at Mojo's, um, joke park, which is uh, a mic in Oak park, uh, the at work, uh, open mic in Elk Grove village, uh, the lunar comedy at lunar brewing house in Villa park. Uh, I, I recently did my first open mic in the city at Reggie's Rock Club, which was uh, its own experience, um, you know, and, and uh, I've gotten to host a couple open mics. I hosted at the Shrine. I hosted it at Mojo's. Um, and then I've gotten asked to do some features. You know, I've, I've done Game of Microphones at Comedy Shrine a few times, uh, and I'll be hosting that tomorrow, actually. I'm really excited about that. Um, I've gotten to do uh, a Friday night show at Comedy Shrine. I, I did my first 15 minutes at Comedy Shrine completely in, uh, impromptu. Like, I was just asked, hey, do you want to do like five minutes on a Friday? And I was like, cool, I'll come do five minutes. And so I prepped five minutes of material. And I got there and they were like, hey, can you, can you do 10? Uh, one, of the, one of the features doesn't have 20, the feature has 15. So can you, you know, pad out your set with an extra five? And, um, you know, so then I did my first 10 minute set. And then, you know, that was the eight o'clock show. And then the 10 o'clock show came around and it was like, hey, uh, you know, can you do 15? And so I wound up doing my first 15 minutes on a night when I'd only prepared five. And I, I learned very quickly, yes, I have enough material to fill 15 minutes, but I didn't have structure, uh, at that point. Um, but that, you know, let me know what I needed to do to be ready for 15 in the future. And then I did, uh, I've done stand up slam and, uh, the rusty Fox, uh, which are, are both, uh, in the like, uh, loves park and Rockford and, uh, Sterling, Illinois area been all out there. The cats out there, 
um, are awesome. That's such a cool scene. Scabbed up comedy on YouTube. Um, I, I got in early on that, and that has been an, an amazing thing to watch progress. Um, and I, I kind of wish I'd, I'd waited to, to submit to do it because, you know, I, I don't know that I was putting forth my best stuff. So the, I, I feel like I, I'm a, a better comic now than I was when I did it, but I did it and it's out there and that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, I did Ashbury, uh, improv, which that's such an amazing room. I fucking love that room. It's the youngest room I'd, I'd ever performed for. Um, and that was fucking wild. Uh, I think I've talked about the experience at, at Rusty Fox where uh, my dad and his girlfriend came out and wound up hearing material um, that I was not necessarily prepared to do in front of family. Um, but it went well. And that was, you know, that was my first like long, you know, just shy of 20 minutes, I think I did, uh, that set. Um, and then, uh, last week I did Steph's Darling Parlor, which I talked about, and that was cool. It was my first gig in the city. Um, and so, you know, for one year of doing this, I've, I've done a lot and, uh, it's, it's awesome. And it's been such a, a weird ride of, um, you know, making friends and making people who I thought were friends, but weren't friends, you know, um, and just getting out and, and really working at it. Um, and, you know, for year two, I want to just hit it even harder. You know, I want to get in more rooms. I want to do more long sets. I want to do everything that's offered to me, more hosting gigs, um, you know, I, I'm hoping the, the hosting game of microphones thing is, is going to be a, a regular thing. Um, and, uh, in this past week, it's been wild because there, there were opportunities that were being talked about that kind of, uh, fell apart. And then, you know, there's things that are going on in comedy and things that are going on in other performance spaces that are, either taking off or falling apart and getting weird offers, like real fucking weird offers and weird ideas of, of things that could be done within the realm of comedy that aren't necessarily just doing the stand up thing. Uh, and me being, you know, coming from the background I come from, uh, the background I come from with the pro wrestling and, uh, other performance and music and acting and whatever. Um, like I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens next, and I've, I've been like so grateful for what stand-up has done for me as a performer. Um, you know, because every other performance-based thing I've ever done, there's always been other people in the performance with me. But there's, there's something to being on stage, just you and a microphone, and you really have to discover yourself. And, you know, I've gotten better at doing wrestling commentary as a result and hosting wrestling shows. I've gotten better as a, as a performer with the band, you know, embracing who I am and what I do and, and allowing the theatricality of who I am uh, become more, more prevalent 
in my performance and um uh you know it's it's been it's been great kind of figuring out who I am and and what I want to do and what I want to be and what I want to put out in the world and so yeah it's it's been a wild year full of so many weird fucking characters and weird opportunities and things I've done I I never thought I was going to do um and I'm you know grateful for it I am grateful for the opportunities and all of the people who have given me opportunities um you know and I I look forward to doing more I would thank all the people but there's like so many fucking people I'd have to name uh and I would leave someone out I know I would and that would be a disaster um but yeah it's been a it's been a great scene um you know everyone at Shrine Crockman Walid uh Tom Feline uh JR Jesse Chamberlain the Sinkers um Everyone at, at fucking Two Brothers, who, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, 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 oh God, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Drufke and uh, Mike Wiley and, and Dave Sitko. Sitko, who's, who's been super cool, like hanging out after uh, a Mike and Mojo's and just, you know, chatting. Um, and, you know, Mojo's, The Blazes and G Spot and, uh, Christine, uh, behind the bar, who is an absolute sweetheart, uh, jokes at Joe's, you know, um, uh, fucking Stupek, uh, and, uh, 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 Mike Rimley, and, uh, you know, Jen behind the bar there, and, um, oh man, I, like, so many people, I, I would blank on, uh, Chris Bongat and, and TJ Remick at Lunar, and, like, Okay, I you know what I I would just I'd have to name everybody. Um, uh, you know uh, Scott Galvin, uh, who's booked me for shows, and um, Jamie Martin, Chris May, um, you know fucking everybody, everybody who has booked me or given me opportunities, uh, or been a peer, uh, or been supportive, or you know whatever. Like there's so many great people. Um, I, 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 as the podcast goes on, I'm sure everyone will get named at some point. I will name you all. I promise we'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's been a wild ride and I'm very grateful and thankful for everybody. And yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to be doing it. And I recognize that, you know, the ability to have a platform to get on a stage and to do the thing and to have an audience respond, uh, I am forever grateful for that. So, you know, enough rambling about it. Here's to a year and here's to many to come. And uh, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to give you some recommendations and a tarot pull and we'll, we'll do the thing. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, and we are back, and hopefully for the last time uh, in this particular podcast. Um, so, recommendations. Uh, don't know that I've got any shows to recommend right now. Um, I've talked about 
all the shows that I'm currently watching. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about to come back. I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out after Avengers Endgame happened. Um, it, it's, it's sad seeing such a disconnect now between the Marvel television properties and the movie properties. Uh, you know, it's disappointing in Endgame not to see even a nod to anything that's happened, whether it was on the Netflix end of things or, um, you know, whatever. Like, I get it was probably hard for uh, uh, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones to show up because she's pregnant now or whatever. But, uh, you know, so maybe, maybe not the best time for filming. But, like... Yeah, it would have been cool to see Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or, or you know, uh, uh, Daredevil or, you know, sure, Iron Fist too, I guess. Um, you know, just in the background, just doing something. It would have been nice. They worked real hard. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that whole cast, it would have been nice. But whatever. Anyway, no shows to recommend, um, which is fine. Uh, but I do have some songs. Uh First up, new song, Infinite, by Kira Please. Uh, it's it's a, a soulful vocal over a dancey track. Uh, it's got kind of a, an airy breeziness to it. I dig it. It's, it's, it's solid. Um, uh, so that, that's a new song you can go listen to. Old song. You know what? I'm giving it to Need You Tonight by NXS. Because, dude, that song bangs like that 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 fucking guitar part that bam 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 it's oh it's so fucking good um so yeah those are your song recommendations and now for your tarot pull uh today's card is the six of swords uh i pulled this from the uh uh, Neon Nightmare Tarot deck, Miss Kitty Kush. I know I've shouted it out before. Uh, in the deck, it's actually the Six of Knives because uh, there's a little playfulness with it there. But uh, Six of Swords. Um, ooh, real quick before I get into that, uh, I mentioned some uh, some tarot decks that I uh, that are being kickstarted right now that I'm I'm uh, I've thrown in on because they look super cool. Uh, the one by Alan Amato. Um, the Heretical Fates is the name of that deck. Uh, and then I, I think last time I shouted out, I said, this will hurt. Uh, it should be this might hurt, uh, is, is the, the producer of, of, uh, this other tarot deck, uh, that looks super cool. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to correct that, uh, this might hurt. Uh, it's a, it, you can find them on Instagram. It's like this and then underscore might underscore hurt. Um, but yeah, you get the idea. Uh, anyway, Six of Swords. Let's break it down. This card is about making the best of a bad situation and uh, making tough decisions and facing immediate hardships as a result of those decisions, but with an eye for long-term payoff, right? Like you're going to go through some rough waters uh, to get from where you are to where you want to be going. Um, but you can't be lazy and you can't sit back and not make the journey 
just because the journey is going to be rough. Sometimes you need to take a leap knowing that you might lose some shit, you might go through some shit, um, but you're going to come out the other side where you want to be. You can only go forward by going forward. Uh, you know, and it, it's about not being stagnant, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, a good message to, uh, to ponder as we celebrate one year down and another year coming forward. Um, there's going to be some changes going on in things I'm involved in and things I'm doing. I'm not announcing anything yet, but there's going to be some shit going on. Uh, next week, I'm going to be in California. That's going to be fucking wild. Uh, Kaiju Attack Wrestling going to be doing two shows out in California. So um, I'm looking forward to that and maybe getting some, some rest and relaxation on the beach. Get some nice weather because it's been miserable, drizzling shit out here in the Chicagoland area this past week. And I could use some sun. I could use some waves. So... I'm going to look forward to that. I'm still going to drop a, a my usual weekend and midweek episodes. Um, I just might have some California shit to talk about. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Um, again, it's been a wild fucking year, and I look forward to seeing what happens next. Thank you all for coming on this ride with me. And as always, keep that trash fire burning. <laughs>